Kind of paid the company. <laughs> the oven at 350, you might want to Put turn it down. Put it down to like 225, yeah. 250 or something. Yeah, yeah, 225, probably oh, 20. Because right. otherwise we'll end up with some pretty well done pizza. Yeah. Is that their levels up? Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good to go? Yep. <coughs> and we're live. <laughs> What's, what's up, world? Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Justin, my podcast. I'm the host, Justin Saratani, with my co-host, as always, Tony Morrison. Here I am. Um, this episode is brought to you by Spiff Chimp, the Magic Melamine Eraser. Do you love your sneakers? Do you even wear sneakers? Then you need these people. These are sponges that are essential to keeping your new sneakers looking brand new. No chemicals needed. Just add water and scrub. If you love your sneakers and you need these, period, hands down, Mr. Clean, step aside. These are the new erasers in town. They'll unscuff any scuff. Um, they're cheap as hell. I think it's nine ninety five. That's uh, all right. It's uh, nine ninety five for ten sponges, and no, twenty sponges. Yeah, twenty pack. Twenty pack for nine ninety five. Screaming deal. Kidding me? What Go on. Market? Go on Amazon.com, find it out. Um, spiffchimp.com. Uh, that's S P I double F C H I M P. Spiffchimp. Look for the weird looking monkey. They're also the best for cleaning your bathtub, but you know, who cleans their bathtub nowadays anyway? So focus on the important things like sneakers. This episode is uh, very special to me because. First of all, we have the first two female guests, uh, two of the most important females in my life. And Dwight and my mother, Sarah Saratani. We also have Phil Dwight. We'll see how much comments he wants to make. Um, my grandmother and my mother. Uh, how you doing, Nee? Just great. Just great. Thank you for, thank you for joining me. I know I've, uh, I've had two other previous times where I said I would come here. And I have not um, lived up to my... To my promises. So now, now we're doing it today, August twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. A day that shall live living in infamy. infamy. Yeah. That's okay. Correct. Um, first of all, let's get to the to the fact that your name is Anne, and we call you Nee. There's a story behind that that has to do with my older brother, because you were previously known as Granny Annie. I believe, right? Uh, no. The tell me, tell me the real story. story goes back a little further than that. Right. It goes back go. to, uh, I don't know if you would remember, but little Annie Fanny, uh, which was in, I think, Mad Magazine. Little Annie Fanny? Yeah. Did and, you know about this, Mom? And your Uncle Bill used to call me little Annie Fanny just because he thought it was funny. And I guess it was at the time. But what it ended up being shortened to just not Annie, but just me. And was that because? I have a Go ahead, step different in. Uh, yeah. recollection, well, of this recollection of why you're called me by the grandchildren. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm pregnant with Chris. No. Oh, thank God. Congratulations. No. Oh. Wow. Whoa. I'm about to have a little brother. All right, world. 
And you said, I think I asked you, what do you think you want to be called? And you said, I don't want to be called Grammy. I don't want to be called Granny. I don't want to be called Grandma. You had all these I don't want to be called list. So we started calling you Granny Annie, mm -hmm. which, okay, mm -hmm. does go to your, right? A little piece of your story. However, Chris, so we were calling her Granny Annie. This was, this debate went on. You decided these rules when you were pregnant with Chris, the first grandchildren, the first grandchild. First grandchild. So, so there was no other name deal. than mom. So we called you Granny Annie. And we were teasing you, calling you Granny Annie, because I... you didn't want to be all the traditional things. And then Chris, when he finally said, you know, learned names and words and whatever, only picked up on the knee part. Granny and knee. Well, that makes more knee. sense to me. Right, that's what I thought. you knee. And it was yeah. perfect. It stuck. Everybody, after that, it was easy. It well, just I, Yeah, I thought it was because there was no chance that he was going to be able to spell that whole thing out. <laughs> <laughs> True. Hey, listen, he had to learn to spell Saratani. After that, you can spell anything. <laughs> hey, try putting that on a page. Christopher, yeah, no. Christopher Paul Saratani. It's a, yeah, it's a long name. But um, that story aside, so when that happened, and you and you became a grandmother for the first time. What was that like? It was very exciting. It really was. It was just a very happy time for everybody. 1983. Wow. Who was president? Ronald Reagan? God, I've totally <laughs> forgotten. I'm terrible with There presidents. was somebody in the White House. That had been Reagan. Could have been. Because I think Carter was out in 80. Carter was Yeah, it, it's sort of Reagan-ish. No. I think it was Reagan. Reagan, it was yeah. Reagan? Yeah, I think yeah. So. Now, the Reagan, he, was he the, he was an actor. Yes, yes Ronald Reagan. And what, famous movies? Like, did you know him as an actor before? Oh, God, I yes, mean. yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. but he wasn't, yeah. I never thought of him as a great actor. He was also the governor of California. Before yeah. Person. Was he? Yes, yeah. he was. Whoa. And history. somebody, uh, now I, I like history, but I get so confused. Was he, <laughs> was he the guy who um, somebody attempted to assassinate yes. him? Yes. Because yes. of, um, to impress Jodie Foster? Yes. Yes? Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I feel okay. Good <laughs> All right. That's cool. Yep. I mean, <laughs> I. I I don't know that cool was exactly the no, word. It, it, no, it's, it's cool it's, that you remember. It's cool that I remembered. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yes, cool to okay. assassinate someone, of course. But um, A surefire way to impress someone. Trying to assassinate a president. Right? Yeah. How'd that work out for him? <laughs> I think he still would, he well, got out. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if he went to life. John Hinckley? Is that his name? Um, no. Hinckley. Hinckley. That is his Did, last name. I don't know. What, I don't think it's John. Hinkley, wasn't he the one who shot uh, John Lennon? No, that was no. Uh, no. Mark David Chapman. Oh, Chapman. So yeah. it was Hinkley. Okay. 
So, well, you know, I can be forgiven because I'm not expected to remember everything. No, of good. course not. Oh, good. <laughs> the only things I want you to remember is what, what it was like growing up for you as a kid. Oh, it was great. It was great. I had a very good childhood. I had a lot of friends. Um, I thought we were rich. I really did. Because every weekend we went someplace and did something and went out to dinner and had a special day every single weekend. And it never occurred to me until I was an adult that all the places that we went to were places that were free. <laughs> we went to museums Which and art galleries and the zoo and the beach and the mountains. And But as a kid, you don't attach any monetary value to things like that. It was just like, wow, we did all this great stuff. Did the whole family go? Yep, we all went. How many brothers and sisters? I had two brothers and two sisters, and I was the oldest girl. Just the oldest girl, or were you, so you were the middle? No, 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 my brother Jim was the oldest, and then me, and then my brother Bob, and then Joyce, and then... I mean, not Mary, rather. I'm sorry. Joyce would never forgive me. Uh, and Joyce was the baby. The much younger sister. The much, she was my very much younger sister. <laughs> but we had a, we had a, a good life growing up. When, when we were kids, my father would, he, I think he was one of the early flippers of houses because he would buy a house and fix it up while we were living in it. And then we would sell it and move to someplace else. And it was really great because when he bought the house, he would let us write on the walls. We could, you know, because he was going to, we thought it was great, but it was because he was going to knock that wall down anyway. Yeah. Um, I still, I can still uh, think of places where I know my name is in different houses. Where you secretly wrote it, where you knew that he wouldn't tear down that wall. Well, we he we would end it up. What we would do is we would get a can of paint and we would paint our names in the cellar because we knew he wasn't going to be tearing down the foundation. <laughs> Whole house falls over. But that was that was a, such a fun thing to do. Yeah. So it and then it tra- and then it carried on him moving from house to house to you. It, it's like, yeah, it's something that Phil and I have been doing for a long time, but it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's always fun. I always, I read a quote um, back, I don't know, whenever, a couple of years ago, that said, the book of life, I'm going to make mess this quote up, but it said something along the lines of, the book of life is only read one chapter unless you travel the world. So, like, you know what I mean? Unless you Unless you explore the whole world, you're really only writing a small chapter of your book of life yeah. to experience. There's too, there's too many things to experience in this world, like too many things to see. That, you have uh, to live a long time to... Not, not, not that you have to see all of them, but... Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, the, the people that say, oh, yeah, I've lived in this, this house my whole entire life. I can't imagine. I can't that. imagine it. I can't imagine. I don't know that. how they do it. Come on. So, oh, pizza coming in. You don't have to be quiet when you... Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing. My mother is bringing in pizza right now. I'll take that. Thank you. 
I, I thought we would just leave that until we were through with yeah, that. Yeah, but hours. Did you turn it down to two hundred? I'm yeah. sorry. So, no, it's edit fine. that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> to mother speak. <laughs> so, is this going to be uh, the house that you want to live in? Yeah. Are you gonna? You plan to make some other moves? You want to? Uh, um, want to move again? I don't know I, how you guys do it. First of all, I don't know how you. Have moved so much. I hate moving. Yeah, moving's like the worst it's thing the ever. It's the worst thing ever, but it's essential. Yeah, I see it as just a great opportunity. Um, if I, I, I don't think I would, I don't think it's in the cards right now, but it was always a chance to redecorate, move things around, get a whole new perspective, meet new people, learn new things and it was it was always great we very much enjoyed it what's what uh you guys lived plenty of places in new hampshire and maine yep um and phil was even here a, a selectman yep for in antrim in antrim he ran the town <laughs> no you, mr antrim he was known so as. what did you what did you do for what what does that entail what? Being a selectman. A selectman? Well, you were sort it's of you know, trying to hold a town budget in place and make the decisions of what, what direction the town should take on various issues. It, you know, sort of be the seat, chief operating officer of a big corporation, except it's you the were, citizens have far more power than you do. But your your vote counted as fun. Your vote, like on a, was it like a board of selectmen, a board of. No, I was on a board of selectmen and was what the assistant something clerk, town clerk. Oh, you guys were. Oh, running, I was. I was. Uh, a, I was a deputy town clerk. I was commissioner of uh, the. I was sewer and water commissioner. I was a trustee of the town trust funds. Sounds like um, <laughs> we took over. The town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I treasurer notice. of the women's club. Um, hmm. Sounds, yeah. a little, sounds a little fishy. That's how we, we were... made our money. Yeah. How'd you guys get so many so many high seating positions? Oh, because nobody in Antrim is going to be listening to this podcast. You never know. There's actually listeners in Japan, France. <laughs> Oh it was Antrim, God. Northern Ireland. <laughs> yeah, Antrim. Um, it wasn't not in the United States. It's Antrim we're talking about. No, it was in New Hampshire. Which it was a. I love going up to your house. Yeah, in New what Hampshire. memories? I was going to say, what memories I do have, you have? I have memories of. So, I have memories of the house with the haunted bed. Hold on, hold on, because I because I want to get this the birthing bed. You want to you want to hear something weird? So me and Tony were talking about haunted whatever stories, and we're doing the podcast over at the house, right? Just me and him are there when you guys were gone, and it's very haunted. The recording that we have recorded, we start as soon as I say, "Oh, this house is haunted," blah blah. blah you hear. Static yeah, like, starts coming through. Static. 
EVP. Like r- right away. I'm not, su- I'm not surprised. Not surprised. That right. house is totally haunted. It Absolutely. Is. Yeah. And as he's telling me, it's start like the sun starts going down. It's getting darker. It just by goes. The second. <laughs> yeah. But your house in Danvers. Oh yes. Oh. So, um, back to the haunted bed story. Let me hear. Because you guys are skeptics, right? Definitely. But now let me ask you this. Did you try to wash handprints off of this headboard? No, because I never saw handprints. Nee, tell tell on me it. the truth. No, no, I never did. <laughs> you're, you're telling you, you're, are you accusing your grandmother of lying? <laughs> no, I just want to, because oh, back me up. You said the story. The, this the is how the story, story goes. goes. That Deb, Deb DeBaradinas and I stayed over at your house. That not the sucked. story goes. This is that, this is your experience. The story is. The story not is. the story. This is what happened in your this life. This is what happened. Explain it. Go ahead. We were on a, a little break from school, Deb and I. We came up to the house that you were renting in uh, Antrim. Which the, had a the house in that it. you were Amazing. renting. Remember? I, I forget what the address. Was it was that one that had the pool had inside pool the house? Inside. North Holt Hill North Road. Road. Yeah. Thank you. And um, we had a great time. And Deb and I were sharing the bedroom at the top of the stairs that had two twin beds in it. Mm-hmm. And it was our first night there. And we went to bed that night and, you know, Got up the next morning and I looked at Deb and I said, "How I just sleep?" And she said, "Good." And I was like, "She goes, how about you?" And I was like, "It was terrible. I had nightmares all night long. Every time I had a nightmare, I would wake up and the sheets would be pulled up over <coughs> my head, and I'd never sleep like that. And my nightmare was that I was driving a bus." Mm-hmm. And I would pull up to this stop and to let the kids off the bus. And that I, I was letting them off into a body of water. And I was freaking out. There's all these kids are going into this body of water and I'm the bus driver. I can't even do anything. And then I'd wake up and the sheet cover would be over my head. And I'd be like, oh, my God, what's going on? So I get up. In the morning, and I tell me and Phil, I don't know how you remember the story, but I said, this bed is haunted. <laughs> That's when I think you told me that your grandmother gave birth in the bed. Anyway, I, I was like, okay. Gave birth in, or gave G- birth and passed away? Gave, no, no, no. Gave, gave birth in was the that bed. The, my family's bed? Yes. 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 Yeah, there was more than one person born in that bed. Yeah. What okay. a hanky panky. Well, whomever, whatever happened in that bed, they certainly did not want me in it. And so, <laughs> the de- you know, so the, so, you know, you guys laughed, you chuckled it off like you just did. <laughs> and, um, and I took a shower and I remember walking back into the room and I flipped my, and I'm going to dry my hair it. now and I'm, and I'm going to flip my the, the images in my head. I know because it, it's exactly in my head too. Because I tell the story the same way every time. That's how I know. Like I'm not. That's how you know it's this. true. That's exactly. <laughs> I, 
tell it the same every single right. time. So right. I've got my hair flipped over. I'm drying my hair. And I look at the head of the bed. And there are handprints on it. I'm like, what the? Up, upside down. Were they, were they your handprints? No, they're upside down. No. Like this. Because then like I went, yeah, yes, right at like like somebody was in the bed and like put their hands like behind their head, kind of like they were giving on birth. The headboard. And so I remember coming to the foot of the stairs, hollering down, "Mom, come up here!" You came up, and I showed you the handprints, and you immediately went and got a rag, and you started trying to like clean them off like they could be cleaned off but they could not well, that's because they didn't have spiff champ sponges <laughs> <laughs> yes okay the sponsor will pay you for that <laughs> ad but the funny thing is them? even though they don't so, really want to acknowledge my story Why? where are those beds yeah they sold it we got rid of them you know why? Yeah, they're out haunting the next person. They're out haunting the next person. Now, you, what's the reason for that? What happened to the beds? I sold them at an auction. How shortly thereafter? <laughs> the next day. I don't believe any of this. I was selling them, though. Next day. See you later. <laughs> no, when we were trying to figure out what we are doing with all the furniture we didn't need. Yeah, we certainly don't need it. Okay. Do you remember trying to clean those handprints or are you writing this whole story off like it's a, like no, it's a farce? No, I'm sure it happened exactly the way your mother reported it. I don't remember. No way. I don't remember that. I mean, I remember the bed. It was a lovely bed. How, how opposed to you are? <laughs> How opposed? I mean, how opposed are you to to um? There's scientific data right now that just came out, and they're like, "Oh, actually, ghosts are real." How surprised would you be? Well, I don't believe in ghosts. But how, so you would be a hundred percent like, "Whoa, it's real!" Like we have scientific data on it. I don't yeah, believe in scientific it. data on it, frankly. I, I know there's no scientific data. I'm saying if there was scientific data that well, just came out now. if it was scientific now. data, I would look at the scientific data. Would but you be to surprised? my knowledge, there is no scientific data that there are ghosts. Well, let me tell you something that it, that it, there is scientific data on. Is, um, well, can you tell me what it is? I will tell you right now. There's a British Columbia study of, I think it was 2,400 people that... Um, they were terminally ill, and they signed up for this study. And um, all these, all all subjects, twenty four hundred people, fourteen hundred people, whatever, they all died, and were all brought back to life. They were all pronounced dead, clinically dead, and then they got, um, what's it called, resuscitated, and they were brought back to life. They were clinically brain dead, heart stopped for minutes. No brain function. No, no brain function, no brain synapses is firing. Go ahead. This is 2,400 people. 
Not at the same time. Not over yeah. a period yeah, of time. Over a period they, of time. They, it might not be exactly twenty four hundred. It's well, like it, it was like twenty one hundred, twenty four hundred, sixteen hundred. Some there was a thousand, at least a thousand. Yeah, those were the ones that were resuscitated. Okay, right. I'm yeah. Sure, it was ten thousand. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I'm sure that you could certainly assemble some legitimate numbers of people who've been declared clinically dead and then revived. Right. Uh, so that's. that's but that's not what the, is, what, that's not the end of the study. But okay, so how does that, that involve no, I'm not ghosts? Even close to being done yet. So those people, um, yeah, I think the, it was, of the ones that were resuscitated, I think it was forty percent. Forty percent, forty percent of those people experienced some sort of existence after the fact that they were pronounced dead. And so 40%. And some of them experienced unimaginable, like, they, they were like, I just felt like everything was, like, 100% love, like, blah, blah, blah. Some people, experience, like, saw, they were like, I saw you guys resuscitate me. Some people experienced, like, the most sadness ever. Like, just, and then 60% experienced nothing. But but these are all these are all things that occur in the mind. These are not the, the, physical. That's why I, that's why I said their brain was not firing any any neurons, any any pathways. Their brain was clinically not 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 working. Well, Nothing that, was. That's what current science said at that point. But that doesn't absolutely mean that they were quote totally deceased. No, it does. Well. So what, what I I don't think this discussion is going to get much further because you have one belief. No, I don't have a belief. I have a, what the doctors well, you were think telling you me. Have, you no, think this you is have not, a, this is, you think you have a fact. I think it's a belief. This is not my belief, Phil. This is a scientific study of British scientists at a university and doctors <laughs> pronouncing these people clinically dead. So I don't know what my belief is. Because I have not given you a belief, I've given you scientific studies of these scientists saying, these people are all dead. Let's see if we can bring them back. Boom, they brought back 2,400 people. 40% of the people said, guess what? When you, after you said I was dead, I experienced something after that. Okay, it, fine. I, there's let's, no, go, let's go forward. None of, my, uh, none of my belief is in there. So I just wanted to give you that fact and uh, that story about... That, you know, as, as much as you believe that nothing happened. So, so what, I, what I wanted to say is the 60% of the people that didn't experience anything. Now I'm going to give you my belief. The 40% experienced something. 60% didn't. My belief is the 60% are the people that say nothing happens. So you want to say oh, nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. Then fine, then that's that's what will happen for you. Nothing will happen. It'll just be just like you went to sleep. But for the for the, and that's going to be a hundred percent belief in your head. If there's any shadow of a doubt in your own mind and your subconscious that maybe you know what, maybe there's something else. Then that will take over by the time your conscious mind has no control over it. So and and that's the experience you'll have. So that's why I believe that the people that ex 
experience sadness. They they realize that they're not really probably good people in the world, and they gave themselves a hell to to live in. The people that experienced nothing but love and happiness, they gave themselves heaven to live in, and it's it's I, I fully believe it's all what you believe that you you believe is given to you after that. After this experience in life, because what what is life anyway? It's just an experience. So what, I don't know. I, I really have a tough time thinking that there's nothing. It's too, it's, it's too small. It's too small to, to think that there's nothing after this. It's too small. Well, I, I, I sort of thought that since we're nothing but energy and energy can't be destroyed, that maybe there is some something, some part of us that that does survive in some form, not necessarily as a human being. But I mean, there's energy in every living thing. Could be a tree. Could be a right. And I'll be a weed in somebody's garden. <laughs> but the the cool thing I like to think about is like that that energy. It's like when you go to sleep and you have a dream, right? No, no physical part of your body is moving around, nothing. Yet you're experiencing something else, right? You're in, in your 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 mind, your energy is giving your your subconscious another world to live in. Sometimes mm. you wake up from a dream, you're like, "Whoa, that that felt 100 real." It's like having a virtual reality yeah. headset. So I've only had one of those. What? A, a, like a like a, a dream? crazy dream that you woke up. Oh, and I said, I have uh, I love my dream. I love to dream. I, I, it, they're they're so interesting to me. What did you have a dream last night? I always I, I I always all my dreams are at night. It's always dark. Um, I'm always I'm constantly moving and going places. I dreamt about Gail the other night. She's living in some small town someplace. Italy. Out in the boonies and wearing a black, uh, black Persian lamb coat, very fitted and long, and looking quite elegant. <laughs> she would be. I, no, That's I just, yeah, no, I, I, I have, I have really great dreams. I'm, I'm always escaping over rooftops, jumping from rooftop to rooftop, and my father and I were escaping in some small village a couple of nights ago. I don't know what we were escaping from, but it was very exciting. Just running down back alleys. It's always, but it's always dark and scary and great. It's fun. Any, any dreams of flying? No. <laughs> no. How about you, Phil? Well, I've flown quite a lot, but I don't dream about it anymore. What do you mean, what? flown a lot? You don't dream. What? You've flown a lot in airplanes? I was in the Air Force. Well, here we go. How, what, yeah. what years what was, were you in the Air what Force? What was that like? 45 and 46. Yeah? 19. <laughs> <laughs> Not 18. <laughs> I didn't have planes back then. <laughs> um... I mean, what I don't even. What was that like? Joining the Air Force, going through the through I was the training trained camp. Trained as a um, 
tail gunner for a B-29. Luckily, I, by the time I got to the Pacific, the war was over, so I never saw any action. Thank God. But it was... Didn't you shoot down one of ours? I shot down one of our own. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Well, technically, I guess one of our crew did, because... <laughs> In training, you went up in your plane and you shot a a fighter coming in at you with theoretically frangible bullets in the the gun, which broke on impact and the plane is attacking you at armor plate across the wings. But as it turned away, you were supposed to stop flying. But somehow, either I or somebody else kept firing. (laughs) And <laughs> the plane went down. Luckily, the pilot bailed out, and everything was fine. But uh, you know, except you were down one aircraft. We were down an aircraft, but it was it was you know at times scary and at times sort of exciting. Did you ever uh, have to eject like yourself? Did you ever? No. I'm sh- no. What about um, like parachuting out from them? Did you guys well, train in that? I had practice parachuting, but I mean the closest I came, and you know after the war was over, we were I was on Guam at that point. We were uh, searching for down planes. Uh, and the closest I came, we were out in the four-engine B-17, and uh, it lost two engines. And oh. The pilot said, don't worry, we'll land, and we landed, and there was no problem. What, what speeds did, that, did those, uh, what was it, BP? That was back in the slow days. Yeah. I mean, you, you maybe hit 200 miles yeah, an hour or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And the fighters weren't super fast then. Yeah, yeah. the fighters yeah. maybe made 300, but. Yeah. That's that's still still faster than. Uh, yes. Yeah. Faster <laughs> than the speeding <laughs> bullet. Yeah, it's faster than I can run. <laughs> That, that's crazy. I didn't know you were you were an Air Force veteran. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, what, yes, what, what made you What made you enlist? Because I that was a war on. It was a war on. I was I either could go, you know, volunteer for the Air Force or get drafted as a soldier. And at that point, the Air Force seemed like a safer place to be. I can't imagine thinking that being up in a plane would yeah. be safe. So you were all. 18 when this was? How old were you? Well, I, I enlisted at 17, 17, but I didn't get taken in until I was 18. Okay. So by that time, we had already dropped the bomb and it was over. Uh, no, the bomb was dropped after I was in because I was, actually went in. in when the bomb was dropped in what, 45? August 45. Yeah. I went in in December of 44. That was okay. So you were Pearl Harbor, right? You were almost almost a year in. December 7th, yeah. 1941. They didn't. That was Pearl Harbor? That was Pearl Harbor. They weren't training everyone up and getting you out as fast as At that point, they had too many of us in Air Force training. Oh, okay. And actually, I was in the quote, Learning to fly group, right? And uh, the uh, it became obvious that we were not going to progress through school at that point. And at at, at one point, they were saying that uh, you know, well, I figured out that maybe it's time to 
resigned from that group and just, uh, so anyway, resigned is, is one of these potential flyers. And uh, I found out later that a, lo a large part of the group I was with immediately were transferred into the army oh. and ended up in, you know, the Battle of the Bulge and other things. Oh, oh wow. I ended up volunteering to go to uh, uh, the site of the atom bomb explosions. After? After in the Pacific, after the war ended. And luckily, I was, when I flew over to, I guess I got to Hawaii, and in Hawaii, I was diverted to Guam and taken off a group that was going to Andawitak, where the bomb was being Where tested. they tested. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow. And there was, there was people that, um, when that, when they were testing the atom bomb, that were right on site, right? Yes. Yes. They and, had no and, idea that how dangerous. Nobody did, right? No. Nope. A lot yeah. of those people didn't last very long. Very. Right. They, they had a, uh, they had drills, right, where you would sit in the foxhole, the bomb would go off, and mm -hmm. then they charged towards the blast, right? Or am I? Am I? No, they, they did. They did all kinds of stuff in very close proximity right? to where the bomb were, was yeah. being detonated. Um, and without really understanding the implications of it. Yeah, that's how they learned. This yeah. is all after the bombs were dropped. Right. But they were retesting to try and figure out how to make the system better. Like, see the, uh, the effects on, uh, like, what it would do to... Test of the world. Yeah. And it, let's not get political. Yeah, no, <laughs> Do you remember? So the guy who um, the guy who made the atom bomb, uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, yeah. Did you ever hear? I'm sure you have heard his like uh, speech or his quote after he made it. It's kind of like um, he never should have made it type of speech. It's it's really like an ominous speech. He says, um, "Do you remember that?" I don't remember. He it. says, "Like I, I did a project I, on I'm it the, in eighth grade. I'm the creator. Of, I'm the bringer of death, or something like." Yeah, you can tell. He, he had a he had a crisis of conscience. Yeah, exactly. After after that, yes. Uh, it, it, I think it. I think the impact of that was far greater than anyone could ever have imagined. Uh, yeah. I, and the I mean, God, the devastation was. But I, I remember incredible. The, the quote debate over whether the bomb should have been dropped, and. Obviously, having been in there and probably would have ended up flying over Japan if they hadn't dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. Hiroshima and Hiroshima, uh, Nagasaki. Nagasaki. Why did you leave it out there? Uh, that I was, I felt that it was the right decision. I, I feel that Truman made the correct decision. And I know that's very debatable at this point in history. But anyway. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, your your um your opinions on that are way stronger than anybody that uh was not experiencing those times. So, well, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, no, I I understand that, but I you know we all have opinions about what happened in the past, and part of it is based on your experience during that period, exactly, and part of it is based on your experience about what happened after that. Happened. How right. it affected the rest and of your life. 
like with the rest of the world. Right. Uh-huh. And I, so I like you talking to people that I, I talk. I had my my grandfather on my dad's side on one of the early podcasts. Yeah. And hearing his just like going through things like um, I want to ask you guys about uh, like the Kennedy assassination mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like what what kind of impact? I could only imagine like that must have devastated. It was terrifying because you didn't, I mean, it was something that none of us had ever experienced before. And you don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen at the government level, how it's going to affect the way the country was was being run and uh, who was going to step in and take over and how would that, would a different person impact all the things in your life that, were controlled by government. It was a it was a pretty scary time. Because I I remember actually the funny part is I remember I was in New York City at that point, and I was having lunch with a friend, and I have no idea, and I came out in the street, and all of a sudden everything was quiet. I couldn't figure out what happened, and finally somebody told me, you know, the president has been assassinated. And it was a really horrified experience. It's like everybody's life just stopped at that instant. And and you just got through the whole funeral thing and and it every and, but it was like the whole country was in a state of shock. It was it was just an amazing event. You know, as you went through that era, then not only we go through his assassination, then you go through Martin Luther King's assassination and Kennedy's assassination. And his brother. It just seemed to me that the whole world was... In chaos. In chaos. No order. Let's not get caught. I mean, not chaotic, but it was like, like what... Anybody who's really standing up for, for a cause, it seemed like... Yeah, they were vulnerable. Taken out. I don't like those times interest me so much. And I I, like, I don't know if you guys saw the the film of it, if you guys even had the the, the Zapruder film. Oh, yes, yeah. Have we? Yes, yes, yes. So so the guy who just. um, The film, the the, the grassy knoll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy who just. The guy who gave that film to um, Geraldo Rivera to to make it public, that guy, Dick Gregory, he just passed away. So that's why it just got fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. I gather there's a new film now. Uh, who's the famous on Vietnam? The war in Vietnam? Who's that Ken Burns Ken film. Burns, which is coming out. I mean, that's going to be a that's another incredible yeah. era in this country. That was a shameful episode yeah. in our country's history. And I know I probably sound foolish. Kennedy wanted to get us out of Vietnam. Am I right? I don't think anybody don't... wanted us to be there in the first place. But right, but yeah. wasn't he a he was a big um <coughs> proponent. He started the Peace Corps. He wanted to dismantle the CIA. And all the secret corporations like that, uh, 
You didn't hear this? I, I don't know that part of it. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct. Why do, you, why do you think he's dead now? That's all like conspiracy all about it, but... Well, I want to get your opinion on this, Phil. What do you think of the, those conspiracy theories? Like... Regarding JFK's assassination? Sure. I think it's a theory. It's a theory. Theory. And how much... And I don't think it's... I, I nothing don't think to be invested true. into. I, I mean, that's my personal opinion. Right. And that's all it can be because everybody well, has their knows. own thoughts. On it. Exactly. Lee Harvey Oswald, um, when he got shot, by Jack Ruby. Mm -hmm. Do you, did you guys see that live? Yeah. Yes. You saw it live. Yeah. Yeah, that was on TV. Yeah, that was that uh, was unreal. Yeah, I, <laughs> unreal. I, you know, it seemed. You talk about chaotic. The scene in the in the police department there in Dallas that was total chaos. I mean, that was so unreal in, and stupid. It just to, seemed current situation <laughs> almost surreal like it's well it was it was almost like a play right and you see you see the iconic photo of like uh, uh oswald going like like yeah right as the gun goes off yeah i'm not saying anything close to it. it's fake but it, it, it like you said it looks like it's like a play yeah like, it, it yeah it, it's just like a big plot twist yeah yeah it's like yeah, oh this guy true. might know some stuff but wait a second yeah. It comes to this guy, Jack Ruby, for whoever knows who was, what reason. Who was kind of a sleazy character was himself. Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was his he, deal? Was he a mob Yeah, he, Yeah, he, he had mob connections. He he was... No way. Yeah. He was not... Because... He was not the... He was not the outraged citizen. Right. You know, in there to avenge the yeah, death of his justice, president. He was there... Guy. He was there specifically to, I think, to remove Oswald from yeah. any further questioning, mm. anything that yeah, might. Yeah, he was on cleanup duty. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I, his, he played his part. Let's let's yeah get rid of him now. Yeah, that's why you end up with conspiracies because the guy is dead. Can't ask him exactly. So it's all speculation. I, I know the internet is full of bullshit oh, and, and everything like that, but. I read a pretty convincing story. It doesn't take it doesn't take much for me to get like <laughs> a shadow of a dog. But I read a pretty convincing story of this guy account like he was a he was a mafia member of uh, the New York Mafia, one of the five families, and he had a pretty convincing story of how they they got together with the CIA, and and they made a plan and they took Kennedy out and then. They took Oswald out. Yeah, and it was so, like, whoa. So and then Johnson you just told me that Jack Ruby was part of the mob. I don't know how how, how much you guys know. Yeah, was that to continue, legit, but... continue the war in Vietnam? Because Vietnam actually started under Eisenhower in the 50s. We were in there. Yeah. Poking around. Yeah. What? To stop communism. And then it ramped up after Kennedy was. Now, was that was that before or after the, um, the Bay of Pigs? Was that, was that the name of it? Yeah. Well, you're in Cuba. What, what, yeah. It's Cuban, right? Yeah, that was a Cuban. And yeah. They, armed, they armed Cuban friendlies. Yep. yep. They were going to invade Cuba. And that was, a, that was a conspiracy that ended up being true. Right? Well, that was the Gulf was, of Tonkin. I mean, that was the idiot. Gulf of Tonkin, right. Yeah. That was a stupid plan. Who, who a, made that plan? 
Probably. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, Kennedy or Johnson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, Kennedy was before that. See, those are the things that get me wondering, like, uh, there's a lot of fishy things that the government, I don't know. Could do some what do you stuff. need? Dude? Some shady stuff. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Who's this guy above the mantle? Certainly. Oh, distinguished. Oh. Um, yeah. Tony wants to know this that man's is... story. That's Phil's great-great-grandfather. Mr. Iyazaji. Uh, Can you spell that out? I-A-S-I-G-I. He was the Turkish envoy to the United States. Back in back in the 1850s, I think, around. Yeah. But that one is far more important. Yeah. For the people that can't see, obviously. We're looking at old photos. Uh, you should tweet some of these out so people can see them. My great well. great grandfather, who was the uh, founder of Harvard Medical School, and uh, no shit, wow, and uh, started the um, podcast. What the hell are these doing? Harvard. John, yes, he John was Hawkins. one of the founders of Harvard, and he also John, John Collins Warren, who was the first doctor to use ether. In surgery. Wow. That that He's, man at the top? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I think someone in my family is, worked at GE one time. His daughter. <laughs> that that's who the hell is that? That that <laughs> that, that is Yazaji's wife. Oh, but yeah, but that's uh, yeah. The, the, that picture, that's a copy of a picture that's in the uh, Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. And that's his wife. Mm. Yeah, that's his wife. Yeah, yeah. How do you so, say his name? Yeah, What's yeah. his first name? I. So oh. your great, great, oh, great. Well, well he was only two, one great, wasn't he? Well, he's probably only. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he was only one great. Eighteen fifty. Yeah, probably one. You're great. great. That would make my. That would on, make him my great, great. Great, great. It would, yeah. But no. on whose side of of the family, Phil? This is all the Dwight side. Your father's side. My the father's only side, side that matters. I'm sorry. It's a patriarch. So <laughs> nice save. So this 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 man was married to yes. her. Yes. And her that original photo is in the Museum of Fine Arts. Yeah. You see, that's why I love these podcasts because you you don't hear. Yeah, you don't hear normal. Yeah, yeah. And and in in Boston uh, on Beacon Hill. There's a Lewisburg Square. Lewisburg Square is at the top of Beacon Hill, and there's a statue of Paul Revere in there that he gave to the city of Boston as a gift. Yes. No. Yes. Wow. What? Took you this guys is 20... so exciting. It, it is. It is. Yeah, history you guys, is amazing. 28 years to tell me this. This well, is so my family yeah. were all horse thieves and uh, yeah, that's right. Irish yeah, that's right. So I, said, so I think my grandfather worked at GE for a little while. <laughs> hey, that's a, a big Paul Revere to the city. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. So, this say his name one more time. Eodity. Yeah, Eodity. I A. Yeah. S I. 
G-I. I. That's his first name or last name? That's his last, last name. name. What was his first name? I have no idea. You do. We do. We know, but it, we're, it's we're, it, we're, it, it, we're drawing a blank. I think it's the on the back of the... Probably, but right? I don't look the no, 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 it's on the Magna Carta. Yeah. <laughs> How old but, is it? But, well, he's only... He was in the 1840s or something like But the one up there, John Collins Warren, was in the... 1810s, and so his was brother was the Warren who fought at Bunker Hill. Was killed General, General, General Warren. Warren, Whoa. who was killed at Bunker Hill. Whoa. His brother? So like yeah. with but who is, yeah. who is he to Texture. you? Justin's going to tweet this. He is, he is my great-grandfather. And who is the judge? Uh, I think he's only my grand, great grandfather. He's great, great. He is great. So but I'm 105, so don't. <laughs> oh, that's right. So he, so that the one there was that this one's no, father. no, Different sides. no, no, he wasn't. His one of his daughters married a Dwight, and that's where the Dwight came into the. Okay. And what was that? Warren, right? Oh. That's amazing. What? One of his daughters married Dwight. Yeah. And that's where the name came in. That's where Dwight it's came so in. hard to keep track. It is very difficult. But it's quite a lineage. See, I mean, like, you you guys got to tell the history of all these pictures. Like, well, you can talk to my daughter. She'll be, be up here in October. We'll have and another she one. Give you a, we'll yeah, have another much one. better history. But she shout out to Sarah's wife. You can tell her kids, and then they need to know. So they can tell their kids. Yeah. Because otherwise I, it gets lost. Exactly. That's, listen, so, you know, it might be another 20 years before I ever have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, hopefully, you know, you guys will be around to see it. I won't. Well, we won't. Listen, but no, you listen. Never you, you never know. It's At 91, is... I'm going to be around in 20. Years? You hey, kidding? You might. Hey, you never. You really never know. There could be another John Collins coming the, out. With some new, some the way, new techn- the way science is advancing, you really never know. So, but the cool thing about it is, my my children will hear what you like. Hear you guys speaking the history. Of it coming from your mouth, it will mean a hundred percent more than it will ever mean coming from my mouth, who di- who doesn't know, you know, who didn't know this man's name for twenty eight years, who didn't even know that guy was a part of our family for twenty eight years, you know. He never like, knew it at that, all. That that's the stuff that yeah. I There's love. There's more. There's more. Just Go ahead. Fill in fill in the part about Wimbledon. Oh. Oh, and Wimbledon Phil's the, grandfather. The, my, my grandfather. Was a founder of American tennis. He brought he brought tennis to <laughs> James, America. Doctor James Dwight. Doctor James Dwight. Wow. And he <laughs> he, he was. We don't want. We don't his like to brag. Were until the Bryan brothers took it over. They won the first five double championships in American tennis. Wow. Holy shit! I gotta get my bloodline off the park. <laughs> You might be related to this man. <laughs> this cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think I can go back to the 30s when my family. The, the, uh, ten, the tennis club at New, Newport, Rhode Island, has our, had a room dedicated to 
Phil's grandfather to Dr. Dwight. Um, and they had some special event going on regarding that that uh, Phil couldn't go to. And so Mark and I went to it and it was incredibly impressive. And did um, they know you were there? Did they reach out yeah. to you guys to like tell you? Well, well Actually, there's some of my grandfather's Oh, yeah, there's trophies, trophies that, yeah. Oh, wow. Badly so, in need of polishing. Yeah, but. Those are trophies? Yeah. Yeah, they used to that give is, real, real cups for trophies. That's... Those, yeah. Why haven't I known any of this? Well, because you, you just lead such a sheltered stuff. life. <laughs> yes. You never <laughs> asked these questions, Justin. I love that. I love that shit. That's amazing. Yeah, now when you were 15, you're like, Really good next box here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you thought the big F was funny. Yeah. <laughs> we all left. Shout we out all, to Dylan. You know Delenzi. where the big F came from. Right. So go we ahead. do, we do. No, we do. No, no, no. I I apparently got the story wrong. So oh. so so obviously you guys know Phil Dwight. If you didn't know, his name is spelled P H I L. Um <laughs> Or if you're Dylan, my, you think if, it's spelled. If well. you're my cousin Dylan Valenzi, shout out to Dylan, Dylan Valenzi. We love you, Dylan. Um, you're so cute. <laughs> go ahead and tell the story because I'm going to get it wrong. Well, um, and you know, it's only my memory, so I may be completely uh, off, but uh, I think it's pretty 99.9% accurate. <laughs> you would only hope. Um, no, it is. So this was that was this was the when you guys lived in Kenny Bunk Court, Kenny Bunk, Kenny Bunk. Oh, it was yeah. Kenny Bunk. Yes, one and yes, and um, and I brought the boys up for a for a weekend visit, I, and as typically as you know, when I came to visit with kids, I had more than just mine. So I had Dylan and and Billy with me, with Chris and Justin, and we came. It, walk into into the kitchen, and uh, and you were greeting all the kids as they came through. And as Dylan came through, you said, "Hey, the big D," and he <laughs> said, "Hey, the big F." <laughs> <laughs> he sounded it out. Can't blame him. <laughs> it was perfect. Yes, it was. Total Dylan. Yeah. Total Dylan. <laughs> and and there actually is a um um a big F um wine that I that I've <laughs> seen. Is oh yeah, really? Yeah. We should yeah. we'll have to get that. We should get that. That was like so Dylan. So we love him so much. He just cracks me up though. The big F. The He's big F. Younger cousin. He's older. Oh, all right. He's older. Did you know it was PH at the time? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am a wait a minute. I'm get... a great speller. Oh yeah, I forgot. I read at a seventh grade level. <laughs> and actually, I think I think all of them were at least young teenagers at the time. Oh, all right. Well, maybe yeah. there is no excuse then. <laughs> very so, young. Very young. Yeah. That, yeah. We're no, talking about. It was. It was. It was. Cute. Was that a? And 80th? No, 70th? No, no. We no, were just coming no. over for a visit. Yeah. One of our typical visits. No, I, I just missed that story. I went to the bathroom. I'm sorry. I've had a couple of beers. But so <laughs> that story was in... Um, Kenny Bunk. Kenny Bunk at the Big Yellow House. No, no. no Kenny no, Bunk. No, that's Andrew. Uh, yeah, that was Andrew. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Kenny it was Bunk. the house that was... Um, 
uh, okay, so how would you remember it? You would remember it because uh, did uh, I was it was it the house where we went? There was a lake like ten minutes away. No, mm. no, no, no. It was, was right. No, the it ocean. Wasn't that house, was the it? ocean was less than was ten it? minutes. This away. was a house where. Um, um, let me think of something that might pop out to you about it. Um, was it a huge front yard? No, no. 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 Side yard. No, the yeah. people that yeah. lived the house was them, set sideways to the street. They were very, very, Along, very good friends. Yeah, with the people that lived behind them, directly behind them. It, um, this, uh, who were their names? Kate Brown and Mike, and I can't remember her husband's name because she, she, she still went by her, by her former Shout name. Shout outs to Kate Brown. I Justin, um, they had like. Um, they they almost could have had like two kitchens in this house, as I recall. We did. Wait, would you, what, right. Would yeah. you walk in the back door and it led to the kitchen? It yeah, went directly yeah, yeah. into the kitchen, and then to Original. the right, what? Um, oh, was like a pantry, and then a, and then like a, I forget if it stepped down yeah, or not. Sure it and then down. it was like a TV was in there, and then it went beyond that to a space that they were redoing, um, that was like a. Like another kitchen. It was a kitchen, we but we made it into a in there one year. Yeah. Yeah. Been in the very back, yeah, with sawhorses and yeah. planks. Space with the stairs going up to an attic where we had a, a couch or something like that. There was there was a second floor no. with just an attic, or was it? Uh, well, no, there was, was a there full section of a house. It was a. Oh, the main section. That picture right there behind um, behind Tony was taken there. At that house. No, yeah. the one with all three of you? Yep, yep. Yeah. No. Wait, so hold on. Because yep. now you're really messing my memory up. So that, that picture yep. was taken. In Kennebunk. Kennebunk. The yeah. house I'm thinking that, that that was taken in. You walked in, right? There's a kitchen. Then you could walk to the left. And there was a room with a table in it. And you could walk one more room. It's where that picture was taken. Yes, right? that's right. The living room. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was like and, three big rooms. What? Living right. room, so dining you, and, room, and kitchen. The kitchen. Yeah. If you walked into the kitchen, you could also walk straight through the kitchen to another room, which had a pull-out couch. It had your computer yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that it was house. An ad, it was like two houses put together. Yeah. The original, uh, the original center barn. entrance colonial. And then it was like a second house that was tacked onto the back side of it, like part of the side think, did in the you back. Have a barn at that house? What? I don't think you had a barn at that house. We, we had a garage. A, a, big, garage. a big garage. You had a huge garage, right? Yeah. And then you had your neighbors were right there. there yeah. It was also um, just kind of wooded in the back. Yep. You had really no front yard. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. yeah. So. So, so you're remembering memory, it, yeah. So yeah. my so my memory, you you, see, you were only about ten years old, right? So it's it's Which weird though, because because <laughs> when I so Chris's memory of this story, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for him on this, but he'll he'll probably <laughs> say I was wrong. Um, was at this yellow house where we had I don't know if you guys remember we had the mud bowl. Remember we we played football every Thanksgiving. Yep. And you guys had, if you're looking at it from the street, it was a yellow house. Yeah. Yep. And you had a side yard to the left. Yep. Yeah. Right? Well, a driveway. Well, that was a big. You had a driveway, yeah. then a side yard. And we had 13 acres of that sides. house. Right. We had. And a beautiful raspberry patch. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that that's the house that Chris says the big F story happened at. 
my recollection of it was nobody was there except for me, you, Dylan, you, and you. And we pulled up to, it was a house in, I want to say Antrim. It was a small house that had the huge yard where Emma got into the um, the four-wheeling accident. That was uh, Old Pound Road Old in Pound Antrim. Road. Right. Yeah. And- you see, so, so my memory is we pulled up. <laughs> It could very well have been there because I have a picture of all you guys in front of that house. And I think it would have been about that. Mom, no, listen, Mom, because that this is my memory. The, uh, the, and I appreciate you, No, yeah, I guarantee your memory is oh, better than that. I was no, I nine just, years old. I don't remember. I don't remember. I know your, your, your memory. We walked through the kitchen and Phil was standing right there greeting all you kids. No, but that's no, probably but, see, very accurate. But no, I'm just saying I remember. The, this is this is how my memory goes. This The, the story happened. The, the story happened when it was, do you remember me and Dylan coming up with just you to their house in Antrim? That do you remember this? What did you do with Billy and Chris? I don't know where Billy was. <laughs> we we tended to no. ditch them when no, 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 no. <laughs> as often no. as we could. For some reason, for some reason, it was just me and Dylan. Yeah, could have been. And we we pulled up, and Phil came out, and as we were pulling our luggage out, he goes, "Hey, Big D." He goes, "Hey, Big F," and just us four, just laughed, 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 and then. That story spread, and then the recreation came when everybody came in, and Dylan knew it that next time, and he said, "Oh, hey, Big F again!" Like to show everybody it was funny, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> the think, first yeah, time I, was just us four. Now I want to. Yeah, well, you know, it could have happened that's exactly that way. <laughs> then it, everybody's, which makes everybody's memory accurate. Yeah, we're all right. We're all right. <laughs> Uh, it's it was crazy. a good. It was a good memory. It's good, good uh, yeah. story. No matter how you tell every, it. Every every time we went story. to you guys' house, it was an amazing time. Every yeah. every single time, every Thanksgiving, every every visit. Oh, we no, had some it, fun it, times. It was the best. Mm-hmm. Every and I'm telling you, from a cousin's point of view, and I guarantee I can vouch for every cousin. It was something to look forward to that we we would all. Be pumped well, about that's like very nice. Yeah, yeah that's like, that's good. Yeah. That's nice so to hear. Thank you. First of all, it was, I remember to come into your house. Where the hell did you live? Where I built the swing set out back? Oh, on oh, Fowler Street, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I think you you did the most amazing thing that you could anybody could put in a six foot by four foot plot. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, just, the, the, my yeah. memories of, of yes. that house, of being there when O.J. Simpson was on trial. Yes. And yes. Your, parents were you, in, your parents were in California, and I was babysitting. And it, How was that? Oh, oh when he God. was on trial. No, no, not, yeah, well. Oh, the babysitting. Oh, that, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> you guys I made were. sure I split up the time between... Knee babysitting and Nana and Papa babysitting. <laughs> so nobody got stuck with too many days in a row. I think I, you, I, did, you, did, you might have did six days or five days. And wait, how long were you guys gone for? Ten days. Ten days? It was really? way too long. When was it? Oh, my God. Oh, I had such on. When O.J. Simpson was on trial. <laughs> I just want to be home. I just want to be home. I just want to be home. 
Yeah. A it week was is kind of vacation. Ten days. where you go. At Vegas, you can do three days. Vegas, you don't want to do too much. Well, you know, Vegas. 10 days, you know, days how we won time. those tickets. Did I ever tell you how we won those tickets? Um, I no. might be preempting. Yeah, yeah. I might be preempting. Listen, Your listen. story, Mom. Listen, so hold on. No, no, that's all it was. Amazing. I I believe I do know how you won those tickets, and I also won a, a thing doing it the same way. So go ahead. I know. Shout out to Uncle Pete because he's the one who um who Uncle abs- Pete. Abs- <laughs> um, who actually um put the idea in my head. But um we were at this um um fundraiser for um autism and uh, at the Danversport Yacht Club. As oh, I remember fact. that. Yeah, and it was it was a it was a great event. Was wicked so cool, good. and um, you could actually we have um, um, one of the um, paintings that I won. You know, they say you won it, but you didn't win it. You have to pay for it now. But your bid was the best. You know, you won it. You won like, it. It was an auction. Until you realize, oh, 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 I kept up bidding that last bid. So whatever I paid, it was totally worth it. The got the kid's name was um, Mark. That's what I remember. But anyway, the painting is in our house I, right I, now. I know exactly I to, yeah, the one totally you're talking about. I totally love it. It's a, um, His name is Mark. Um, a picture of a of a woman, a painting. There's of three a, of them. A oh, painting oh of I know a, that no, one. No, he only did one. And yeah. it's sweet. Yeah, but anyway, nice. so I won that. And blah, blah, blah. But one of the things that you could do was um, uh, put your name in for this drawing uh, for a... If there's any left. Um, I don't think there is any. Round, yeah, there is. Round trip airfare for two to anywhere in the um, what do they call it? Continuous. Uh, Continuous. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Continuous. Right. So, uh, Uncle Pete was there, and um, and I filled out my very, thing, and he said, you, uh, you know, if you if you um, you know in drawings like this, if you crunch your you know your your ticket you know you have a better chance of it coming to the top because like everybody else folds theirs and they all go into the same space yeah but if you crunch it in your hand then you have a different dimension you know to your to your ticket and so it's gonna be on top top, which is true so i i did i was just like you know i i'm not a cheater but okay crunch and i put it in (laughs) thing and then that night they wound up doing the, you know, drawing. I and, always crunch my tickets and I've never won anything. Well, you know, because everybody and crunches maybe them now. It was just my night, but yeah, the, well, they 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 do the, you know, the it's in this big thing and they're cranking it and the you know, announcer comes and says, you know, oh. Sarah Saratani and I was like so Guilty. And this was the trip to California. You're so, so guilty. guilty. I felt so oh. guilty. Are you I was like, me? oh my God, I won. Oh my God, I won. <laughs> Why were you so guilty? Why would you, you ever guilty? be so guilty? I, because I crunched the ticket. What, do you think you were the only one who did? Yeah. I don't know. Who you know, I was naive, I guess. You get whatever. to do whatever you want. You oh my God. Your yeah, brother in law so did what? the same thing with his ticket. Maybe he did. Yeah, of course he did. Why would you ever feel guilty about winning a random contest? I felt guilty at the moment. I just did. I did. But anyhow, did of course I... Did you pick California to go to? Well, I figured, you know what they said. 
He said, you can go anywhere in the world. Said, <laughs> anywhere. California. In the, well, in the continental yeah, United yes. States. What's the farthest away yeah, I can far, get? As far as you can go. <laughs> Alaska. <laughs> and so it was California. So it was California. So, yeah, we went. <coughs> but me, uh, you know, babysat you guys for one half of the trip and then uh, Adam and Papa. Yeah, well. And uh, the other half. You told got... me. You told me about um, crunching up your ticket like that. And I did the same thing in Colorado. You won. Well, I I did it for Mary, and she ended up winning these skis. <laughs> That's right. So it does work. It works. It what works. Tickets are we crunching up? Any tickets that you, you put in dry. Uh, crunch up the the lottery tickets that you get, mass millions. Quick <laughs> All right, can I get a quick pick? Actually, <laughs> that, that Powerball was that Powerball ticket was sold in Watertown. Watertown. I texted Robert Echo. He did Chicka not pay. They oh, actually found yeah. that, that was incorrect. Oh, really? No. Or was it Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, just one. So the girl said, uh, to, like for her first night of being like a multi-million-dollar winner, she's she's hiding in her bed. She's gonna hide in her bed tonight. That's that quote. How old is she? I don't know. I Say with I didn't quote, look the one the who won today. It's like I'm gonna hide out in the my bed. Say with one. This one winner. The she won seven hundred and thirty. She was million. in her seventies or eighties. Well, she. I, I, I think so. I didn't look from what it, I so. read. Oh no, that's a bummer. Oh, well, no, 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 no. You know what it is? It's that's good for her because you Actually, know what? What's amazing is that she would come forward the day she won it. Yeah, um, that is really amazing. You would never, you wouldn't. See I would never tell anybody. Well, well, she probably was on the verge of. You will never attack. see me again. Well, you, but you call your advisor, you call your lawyer, you. Yeah. yeah, they say you're supposed to set up a charity. Oh, absolutely. To some claim kind it of a trust to get to kind of skirt some of the taxes, and then you disappoint yourself. The CEO Chairman. of the charity pays. Okay. <laughs> They take more than half. Well, guess what? It's seven hundred well, million take dollars. So go ahead, four hundred million dollars in cash. Yeah, take yeah. take yeah. half of it. Go ahead. No, it's three hundred million dollars. Yeah, I know. It's really they had a they had a three hundred million dollars. Say like it's taking a million equal annual on a scratch ticket. He ended up only getting not only seven hundred fifty thousand. No, he got four hundred. And forty thousand after all the taxes. on a million dollar win. Yeah, after everything's all said. That's heartbreaking, kind of. I mean, that's, it's that's, a nice. That's a good that's thing a nice to be heartbroken about. Of course, it's the best thing. That's the best The worst million dollars you're ever winning. Yeah, you see a million dollars and you're planning everything out. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, run a million. Million. Well, they had a tax attorney on the radio, yeah, that I heard uh, yesterday or today, and he was saying that. Um, his advice to people who who might find themselves in that situation is not to take a lump sum because he said statistically the people who have taken the a lump sum one time payment go through their money much faster they they have no concept of spreading How can you it go up through a Four hundred million dollars. Uh, because a they buy a car and they, right. they're, they their relatives in a million dollar house. Yeah. One of the first winners 
<laughs> one of the first, Give me 400 million. Yeah, yeah. One of the first when mass millions, uh, I think it was what what was one of the first Whatever. exclusive to Massachusetts games. Mega and I'm bucks. talking back in the 80s. Uh, Mega mass bucks. cash. Mass cash. I think it was like mass cash or mass, mass millions or one of those. Whatever it was. Dad's cousin was one of the first million dollar winners. No fucking way. One of what? dad's cousins asked him about it. And he went broke, you know, after he won. Yeah, faster than he probably would have. It's like, it's like that it. old saying, don't let it, the, the money burn a hole in your pocket. If It's it's weird, the psychology behind it. It's like it, when you think you have this much money to spend, you almost overspend it. With yeah, so much well, that's, what, that's that. what this tax right. attorney was saying. This is what people did. They had no concept of, of you know, how to how to handle that much money. Right. Yeah, and he his suggestion was you you take it over a period of time. And you, if you're 80 years old. You still you, you have that but money. But then you have it, your, the beneficiaries, right? It goes to, right? to your, it goes to your estate. I don't know. Does it? I don't know. I don't, I don't yes, it, it does. does. Yes, it, it does. does. It's right? your money. It's your money. Well, it uh, goes sure to you, your estate. They called J.G. Wentworth. I'm sure it goes <laughs> to your What now? Yeah. I'm sure it goes. I'm sure you set something up to 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 go to your beneficiary or go, or go to your next account. Yes. It has to, right? It does. Yes. So taking the lump sum is kind of almost like yeah, know, but I if it goes, selfish, if but, it goes to a beneficiary, then it's subject to an incredible inheritance tax. Yes. Is it? Yes. yes. Which is which is how what much? Is, I yeah. know. I have no idea, Way too but much. it's. Well, that's why you need a tax attorney. $10 million tax exempt, and anything over that is subject to some incredible sum. And is that only because it was... um, You got wars paid for, man. Is that that only because it's a winning? No. No, any estate. For federal taxation of estates. So if I was a multimillionaire and I passed away and I left it to you guys, it would be taxed for an inheritance sum. Yes. Well, if you, if you um, left us more than ten million, it. how much were you planning on leaving us? I'll leave it we'll all to you guys. It. I mean, don't worry. Yeah, don't, don't worry about the tax implications. My bro, my Chris is my beneficiary, so he will be dealing with all the financial problems. <laughs> 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 so, you know, there's some more great hairs for you, but I know you like to find the way that you don't have to keep being taxed on the same dollar because you earned it and was taxed on it. To get it. No, I'm not talking lottery. I'm just talking regular money in general. Yeah. So you earn a dollar. Out. I work for a dollar. I earn a dollar. I pay taxes on the dollar. You I don't pay get 40, a dollar. You pay 40 cents because like you earned that dollar. Okay, so I get no 60 cents. And then, what? I buy something. Buy something, they tax me. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Sarah, 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 you have a totally misconception of no, what the tax finish. structure is. No, I didn't finish. No, I didn't finish. Tony beaded me. Tony beaded me. But no, that's not where I wanted to go. Where I wanted to go was, so I made my money. Now I put what I earned in a place. Say I put it into my retirement fund. Or yes. When I go to take that money out, they're going to tax you if you take it out too early. Yes. If you take Phil, right? Again, if you take it out too early, it was early. my money 
you already taxed me. I put it in. The thing yeah, is, but the you're thing earning is, money on that money. And, and all they're going to tax is your yeah, earnings the, on the money that increased whatever you put in. Right. And, yeah, the and if it's a 401k, if it's a 401k, that you're that putting money. that money in before they tax you on it, correct? Yes. When am I well, getting... it depends. I mean, that gets a little... 401k, IRA, I know. But, but, you know, Sarah, that is totally a misconception by a lot of people <laughs> that you get taxed on stuff you've already been taxed on. You do not get taxed on stuff you've already been taxed on. You get taxed on stuff that you invest and make more money and then you get taxed on the increased value. What do you What do you think about? Um, okay. So, as far as I know, I could, could could be completely wrong about this whole statement. But um, so the federal banks—they're the ones that print the money, <laughs> right? Yes, I, 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 I'm gonna, I assume they do. I'm going to break this department. down as quick as I can to see to get your opinion on it because I don't know. So the the federal banks print the money, and the federal banks. Uh, are a different entity than the federal bank is a different entity than the government itself. The federal so reserve. they yeah, what the they do, yeah. what they do is print the money, and then they this is how it started. They give the money to the Try government, it. right? So let's say there's no there's no money at all, right? This is how it, all the money circulation started. They give, say they started off with a hundred dollars. Nobody in the world has any money. They give the government $100. They print it out. Here's $100. Then they said, now you owe us $105. So no matter how, how much you split it, how much you want to do, you have $100 to pay back. That, that's, this, this is why I think, I don't know, why I think we're in debt to, we've been in debt for however long we've been in debt since... We're in debt because we overborrow. Because we overborrow, but what? But what I, my knowledge of it is that we got set up for failure. Like, if I give you a hundred dollars, right? Yes. And there's no other chance that you can make money off it. You have the only hundred dollars that exists, and I go, here's a hundred dollars. But when I give you this, you're gonna owe me a hundred and five, and you go, yeah, it's fine. You take a hundred dollars. And then you go, hey, but I need another hundred because I need I owe you five. And I go, all right, you owe me five. Here's another hundred. Now you owe me two hundred and ten. But there's only two hundred dollars in circulation. For the mafia, right? No, no, no. That that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's my my that, knowledge of why we're in debt. But I, 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 I want to know. I'm not quite sure what you're saying. Yeah. If somebody gives you a hundred dollars and they're going to charge you interest on that, which is the five dollars you're talking right. about. Yes, you have to pay back 105 because you pay back what you borrowed. And the person who lent you the money needs to be reimbursed for the cost it was for them to give you the money, right. which is a 5% interest. Right. Okay, so, so, so what? So my thing is, the people that are lending the money, the federal bank, they're the ones printing the money. The primary source of they're the primary currency. source. They're the primary source of a physical bill of a physical of entity. Right. 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 So back in the day, before computers, before before all money was zeros and ones on a computer screen, there was actually physical dollars and gold in four. Well, knots. theoretically, there still there's is. Still but is. But theoretically, right. Yeah. There's way more currency but, than there is gold. But so yeah. 
the so the way it worked, it kind of screwed. They set it up for you. You'll never be able to pay us back. Here, we'll give you money. We're always gonna we're gonna charge you more money than you've ever had to pay this money back. Well, if you take go ahead and put it into circulation. Go ahead. If you take the hundred dollars that you borrowed and you use it to create a product or a service or something, so you can make more money out of that, right? Then that's how that's how it that's how it's going to work. That's how it's always worked. But that other currency has to come from somewhere else. Somewhere else, not the United States. What currency? What? Why? Why does it have to come from someplace else? Are you talking about the fact that the United States is in debt? United States is in debt, right? Trillions of dollars. Yeah, it's because it's basically lent money. Well, I don't know right. why. Uh, no, no. So that, so that, that, that's what I've learned. We borrow money. We, the we federal money bank, it. the federal bank, prints out the money. They gave it to the government. They're not the same entity. The federal bank is a completely different entity than the government itself. They gave the currency to the government. I'm just making it simple. Here's a hundred dollars. Now you owe us a hundred and five. But guess what? There's only a hundred dollars that exists in the currency. How are you going to ever pay a hundred and five back? I, I, I you don't can't. Think it's impossible. The, I, I, that, that I think you're mixing some, up yeah, the that, actual quote pieces of cash with how economics works. Well, I definitely am. I have no idea how economics works, but I don't. Well, under, I don't either. I don't under, Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> the debt that like. I, okay, so I, what I've learned from watching documentaries and shit, like, it's a new age of of information. So you never know how bullshit this is or or whatever, you know, nobody really knows how it works. But what I've learned from watching documentaries and researching stuff online is, is they set it up for you. My, America will never get out of debt. My understanding set up. is if you right. took everybody's net worth in this country, put it all back into dollar bills and dropped it off at the Federal Reserve, it wouldn't pay off. Wouldn't make a dent. Debt. It wouldn't pay off all our debt. No. All of uh, the Americans' network? It wouldn't pay yes. off the national debt. Yeah, no, I, oh. I, I believe that. What is the national was... debt now? About so, uh, I think it's three like trillion. trillion. Oh, I think it's like 20 trillion. I was oh, going to say, trillion. yeah. Trillion. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's I mean, it's an unimaginable number. Yeah, it's a crazy amount. The government is spending money that we don't have. Yeah, spending money we don't have. Right. Yes. But it's, um, I just don't understand how when the dollar is created, we borrowed it at interest, but how are you ever going to pay that interest back if that, every dollar that is every dollar that is created a dollar and whatever the interest rate at that time is owed? So how is that ever going to be able to possibly? Because you're supposed to back? take the dollar you borrow and make it make it put it into the, make, the economy of the country. Somehow make it into. But the, the trouble is, we have been spending yeah. far more right. than we receive. A lot of people confuse. The national debt and budget deficits and surpluses. Yes. Because people would be like, oh, we had a, a budget surplus. It's like, okay, there was a $300 million budget surplus, but we're still $20 trillion in debt. So, <laughs> yeah. Because we're not paying off all the money we borrow. Right. Because it can never actually be paid off. Well, it could be if we tax properly eventually. Uh, well, I mean, why else? should somebody make 300 $400 billion a year and not pay more than I pay in a percentage basis. 
Well, we, we, I mean, seriously, why should somebody invest in dividends, which are not taxable? Why should somebody invest and their money is in capital gains, which basically is not taxable? Why should people, why should, shouldn't the tax rate be structured so that there is a little bit more paid by the billionaires and it's not taken out of the pockets of the people, the working, the working, the working poor. People, well, working. because the people that earn that much money, that Con- little one percent that you're taking, that you're taking away, that they're pay- now paying in taxes. That's money that they're not having out there, earning money and hiring people to earn more money. Oh bullshit! No, it's uh, no, like, I'm, a, I'm right on the cusp where I where I am in taxes. If I make a little bit more money, I'm going to get taxed a lot more. And it's kind of discouraging for me to try to jump up. I'm not talking about, I don't have no idea. You're talking about like multi-millionaires. I doubt doubt whether you're in making 300 billion or 300 billion or something like that. I would not be here. You're talking about the top 1%. People who make. The top 1%. Yeah, but the 1%. The 1% is screwing this country, frankly, in my opinion. Because the tax rates are based on total fallacy as to how much money they make. Yeah, it's down even. I mean, even in in United in in Massachusetts, they want to put an extra, fairly small tax on people who make more than a million dollars a year. Which they should, right? No, yes, they should, but the public thinks that's horrible. The the problem is that the the people that make multi million dollars and they're in the hundreds of millions of dollars, they're the people that 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 make the decisions almost. You know what I mean? You're they, right. They have the swing but sometimes the people who support a more rational point of view don't understand uh, yep. the economics of it. That's right. And they think, I, I mean, I have no idea what you make. Yeah. But he's a multimillionaire. He probably, oh, yeah. he'd probably, uh, billions, he'd probably makes billions. a couple of billion dollars. <laughs> billions. No, but it, it, it's, I mean, the tax structure sucks. It really does. Yeah. yeah. I know when I look at my check, it seems I get half of about, like half of what I earn. I don't want to pay any more. Well, I, I don't think you would. Under no, I would. Under a decent plan right. that really put a, in, during World War II, you know what the top tax rate, income tax rate was? It's not like 90% or something. 17 crazily. or 7%. 72%. Yeah, something insane. That was 72%. Way off. That was wrong with me. Yeah, is that fair, yeah, though? 17 well, or 7 Well, yes, we lived through it. The people, the people, the country didn't go bankrupt. We paid for the cost of a war that we were supporting. Yeah. And we grew out of it and we went on. You live by You know, if we don't, if we don't start doing the infrastructure of this country and start building up the bridges that are falling down, the roads that are falling apart. We, I mean, forget the goddamn stupid wall, but I mean, that's not part of infrastructure. But if we don't start fixing the infrastructure in this country, we're going to be worse off than whatever. Yeah, I mean... I didn't mean to get this into politics. No, 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 because no, 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 it's not even politics. It's not even politics. It's, these are just smart ideas, like bouncing off, you know. And it doesn't like 
that's the whole thing about it. It's so, it's so almost ingrained in, in, in the structure of society. That's like how, how to go about it to change anything being, um, being people that aren't multimillionaires to have a say in it. Like, I know you guys were selectmen and stuff like that to, 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 to make a small move in a city. Like what, what, what is it going to take to, to change Washington? You know what I mean? You're going to have to bring an army of people and, and not even that because the protest is like, there's no right way to, to go about changing how set in stone, almost like the, the ladder of the, the, Somehow the whole structure the education, of this, of this the education United States. of the people in this country has to improve to a point and where people understand the economic right. area that they live in. Right. And until they do, and unfortunately at this point, I doubt whether more than 10 or 15% understand exactly what's going on economically. Right. And, and it's crazy because... So I don't know what uh, like high school was like back in uh, like when you went to high school or anything. We didn't learn about economics no. in high school. We didn't learn how to balance a checkbook. We didn't learn about uh, taxes. We didn't learn shit about how the real world is structured, what you're going to need to survive going through education, right? Oh, the only thing we learned about... I can about, tell you the mitochondria is the powerhouse yeah, itself. Yeah, you know about the nucleus of, of plant cells and, and photosynthesis, but... How to change the world? How to how to like think differently? Or no, just, they, they or don't just teach that. It. They don't teach just that. Well, yeah. So so so. I mean that's 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 so public school. schools. Who knows about private schools? I didn't go to I didn't go to private schools, but but did, I went to private schools. But did they and teach? It, it wasn't any different, frankly. Right. You learned quote factual stuff about the history. Yep. Maybe you got a little bit more into it. You got more involved in uh, poetry and literature and so on and so forth. But you didn't learn anything about the facts of life in the economy. Isn't it? And even in college, you didn't. Right? Yeah, unless you take an interest in it and that's what you want that's to know, right. you'll never know about yeah, it. Yeah, you right. never know about it. Yeah, there was never a... You need to take an economics class. You need to take a... Home economics. Yeah. We learned how to sew. Yeah. Spiff chimp. Melamine sponge. We learned how to sew. Yo, Spiff chimp. Send us some, some, just some free sponges. That was, that was three uncalled for ads that we put in. You know? Uh, Spiff chimp. Spiffchimp.com. It has nothing to do with the fact that um, half his family is here. So, um, uh, we're, we're just about at an hour and a half. Well, that's about all I can take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, the the only thing that I want to uh, get from you guys is so if, like I said before, maybe uh, your great grandchildren will hear this. You know, who knows? This may last on for further than my life, Tony's life, uh, all ours. So if there's anything that you would like to say to your future lineage, lineage, how do you say that word? Lineage. And then you want to say to Justin's grandkids. Anything you want to say to the future grandkids that may not get to meet you, that that you would like to put some wisdom to them, like. Good that... grief! The pressure is Getting enormous deep, right? here, uh, like and that's not what I wanted to say to them. <laughs> no, I I just would hope that they would be loving, caring, decent people who. 
took an interest in things outside themselves and learned as much as they could and and treated other people well. I, I don't know. There's so many things you'd like to say, but it's probably too broad a topic. To, no, it's it's. Wonderful. I mean, I I I'm very proud of all my grandchildren now, and I hope to be. And just, even her great grandchildren. And even my one great grandchild, <laughs> but I would. And I would just like to think that just grow up to be decent, caring people who have somebody who loves them and somebody they love and to share their lives. And I hope would hope they would all just be happy and that there'd be peace in the world. Well, but that'll beautiful. never happen. Uh, uh, you know, you never know. And I hope it does happen. And that was, that was beautiful. So I'd like to thank you guys for being on the podcast. And that's not going to be the last one we do. So, um, Phil, if you, I mean, do you want to say anything to my to my future to my future well, son? Well, actually, in one sense, I have one daughter who is not married. So, in a sense, she's the end of this particular line, uh, which is somewhat disturbing. But you know, the name will go on with many other branches, and I just hope that uh, the name stands for what it produced in the past. And it's produced a whole lot of history and a whole lot of amazing things. It sure has. And, you know, as, as much as I, I don't bear the name, I will keep it alive for as okay. long as, you know, I am able to speak. So, thank you. Yes, I love you guys, and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you, world, okay, for now, listening. When and do I get my hundred dollars? Your hundred check, is, your hundred as 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 check as is in the mail right now. Um, right after you the know, big fifth you can't chip sale. Fifth chip. Fifth chip. Fifth chip. will, uh, you know, write all the checks. So that, it's you incredible. Know, um, <laughs> and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, as always. Uh, I hope chimp. my great grandchildren will have Spiff Chimp to use. They will. They, 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 they keep an eye out for um, Spiff Chimp products. There, there's going to be two more products coming out um, very soon. So, um, SpiffChimp.com, uh, just on my podcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Tony Mose 7 at Twitter. Tony Yeah, that's what it is. Or Jesus on a Dinosaur. Jesus on a Dinosaur on Instagram. Uh, thank you, everybody. Shout-outs to uh, Japan, France, uh, everybody. Connecticut. I know I got a lot of listeners in Connecticut. Um, uh, California. <laughs> you know, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a great podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Woo!